Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Woso Daily. I am Joey. Back with me after a bit of a hiatus is Ryan. Ryan, how are you doing? Very happy to be back on the pod talking World Cup again. So, ready to get at it. Yeah, and let's just jump right in. The 3 a.m. Eastern Games, which was the time slot that the U.S. played in, uh, was uh, the Argentina, Sweden, South Africa, Italy group, Group G. We can start with the Argentina-Sweden game. That was certainly the less meaningful out of the two, and it ended up being about as uh, predictable as we could have imagined. A 2-0 Sweden win, both goals coming in the second half. Most of the, you know, pressure went Sweden's way. And as we had assumed, they are through top of Group G on nine points to face the United States. Ryan, pretty easy group stage in the end for Sweden. Yeah, I mean, they, they walked through it pretty handily. Um, no losses, one goal allowed. I mean, you really can't do much better than that in terms of um, just getting the job done. And even like their, on their expected goals, you know, they got a little lucky both directions, but I mean, the the results that they're showing there are results that they earned. Like these aren't just flukes. They got the job done today. They made nine subs off their last game and you couldn't tell the difference. They just did the same thing that Sweden does. And there really was no, um, no pushback from Argentina. Yeah. The only bit of fun that uh, Sweden had in the group stages was giving up that opening goal to South Africa in the first game and then having to come back with the 90th minute winner uh, to end up taking three points in that one. But the Italy game, a 5-0 win, 2-0 from, Arge- uh, from Sweden over Argentina in this last game, and they easily top Group G. And in the other game, this was the game that South Africa needed all three points to advance. Anything else, so it a tie or an Italy win would send Italy through. So it all to play for in this game after giving up uh, their opening two games, having leads late then choking it away. South Africa finally got the job done this time with a 90 plus two winner from Kaglana to advance South Africa into the round of 16. Our girls got it done, Ryan, South Africa. Yeah, this is, this will go as one of the games of the tournament, not just in terms of, you know, both teams were playing aggressively, openly, end-to-end. Um, but you, it's hard to beat a, uh, a or sorry, 92nd-minute qualifying goal. Like that's Those are the things you dream of um, growing up. And the fact that we got Tembi as the one to get that moment, um, I know Vince was thrilled. Um but, I mean, she was the best player on the field for both teams. You look at most of South Africa's chances, and it's just Tembi generates this, Tembi generates that. Yeah, what a what a joy. Yeah, and also shout out to Hilda Magaya, I think is how you say her name. She put in the goal and assist uh, swapping with Kaglana's goals. So between those two, Ryan, I think this team might be able to make a little bit of noise in the knockouts. I think the uh, the thing that most impressed me in terms of Magaya is the patience on the cutback for the winner. Um, she had a view at goal, um, and you wouldn't have been mad at her to just take that shot. Um, but then you get the layoff to a, a much more high-quality chance, and you know, Tammy just tucked it home. Yep, amazing win for South Africa. Joy was all over their faces as they go on 
to the round of 16 in Italy after uh, opening the group stage with a win over Argentina, suffers two straight defeats, and drops out uh, of the tournament. So Sweden and South Africa are the qualifiers from Group G. Sweden, like we said, will play the United States. For South Africa, they will play the Netherlands. So a bit of a tougher task coming up, certainly. But hey, for South Africa, they're just happy to be here, I have to imagine, for after that really marvelous uh, victory over Italy um, to send them through and especially doing it with, you know, in the 90 plus two doesn't get any better than that. Realistically, I don't think there's a reason that South Africa can't give the Dutch problems in the knockout round the, the game against Italy. They weren't playing as stout of a midfield as the Dutch will give them, but the South Africa played football. They played soccer. It's not they snuck their way through. Like they they have the horses to get the job done. Yeah, certainly no. I mean, we saw that they've been able to score goals in this tournament. They scored one against Sweden, two against Italy, uh, and I think two right against Argentina. So they can put you know goals in the back of the net. Their goal uh, goals for and goals against is six apiece, and uh, those two goals they they've let up two in each of their games. But it's not like they haven't been scoring as well, and they let up two to Sweden. You know that's a quality attacking team so yeah uh, for sure the south africa team uh can cause problems to the netherlands and i'm just excited to see what they can do add them to the list of a few non super traditional soccering nations that's made waves in this tournament and has found a way to advance and another one ryan another traditional soccer non-traditional soccer nation that has shocked the world and unfortunately sent one of women's soccer's all-time legends home is jamaica they came into the match with brazil needing a tie or a win but knowing that that would be incredibly difficult because brazil their opponents needed that win and would be sending everything the kitchen sink at jamaica and yet jamaica held firm once again let up no goals that is a group stage including france and brazil for jamaica in which they did not allow a single goal Jamaica are able to play to that nil-nil tie and advance past Brazil into the round of 16. Ryan, what a day to be a Jamaican. I, uh, I think the best, um, best representation of how this game felt was the, uh, <laughs> the somersault after the game by their manager. Um, it wasn't very good. It wasn't a very good somersault. Um, but that just, again, the joy in that, you know, you, you score one goal on the knockout stage and go through in a group with Brazil and France. You know, sometimes it doesn't have to be pretty to be, to be fun. Yeah, I'm not sure I've ever seen that before. A plus one goal differential in the group stage with it being one goal for and zero goals against. Incredible. And Brazil, by the way, not very often in a World Cup, any knockout tournament with the four team group that a team has four points and a plus three goal differential and doesn't go through. So Ryan, at the same time that I'm celebrating for Jamaica, Bunny Shaw came back in this game. Hopefully they'll feed her more up top in the knockouts. Rebecca Spencer also, by the way, we can't uh, not acknowledge her performance in this one. Amazing. Uh, eight saves. So shout out Spencer and net shout out Bunny Shaw uh, back up in the lineup after that uh, red card suspension. But Ryan Brazil, with Marta, with the talent that we all thought was criminally underrated coming in this tournament, crash out in the saddest of ways 
do what most teams would do in, able, in order to get through, right? Four points plus three goal difference, and yet they don't advance. That's got to be just horrible. I think um, the one thing that was concerning about Brazil coming into this tournament uh, was definitely not their chance creation. Like, they put numbers up. Um, they pounded the goal. They had their chances. But they weren't very high-quality chances. Um, I mean, if you look at the individual chances, there's about 15 attempts on goal. Um, but the most dangerous one uh, was that volley right before halftime. Again, they're creating a lot of low-quality chances. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that their midfield, I think, um, their central of their midfield just doesn't get it done. Um, I'm on record calling Caroline the one true villain in NWSL. Um, my rule of all stutter steppers on plays are cowards uh, applies to Caroline. Uh, <laughs> she's a lot of fun to watch as an attacking player, but I wouldn't consider her to be defensively stout um, or much of a transition wizard in the midfield. And you pair her with Luana, who realistically I haven't seen much of. She plays in the Brazilian league. Um, just the the lack of central midfield presence is what killed them. Yeah, and unfortunately this means the end for Marta. Ryan, just a quick word on what she's meant to this team and really to the world of women's soccer over her six World Cups. Yeah, I mean, you, you put her up there in the pantheon of all-time great soccer players in the women's game. I mean, she follows in the footsteps of Formiga, a similarly legendary Brazilian player, um, but you you put the two of them on that top tier all time elite players, and both of them retire without a World Cup win. Um, sometimes that happens. Like your when they the, your legends come from nations that just don't get the job done. You're gutted for them, but you're more upset with the players around them for not getting the job done for them. Yeah, super disappointing. And it's not like she um she necessarily played. A lot of those minutes didn't play much against France. Didn't even play much in that first game. Uh, she started this one uh, and got subbed off a curtain call after 81 minutes. It'll be her uh, final appearance, most likely, in a Brazil uniform. So shout out to Marta, amazing player. And unfortunately for her, uh, the end um, of her probably big stage, at least football career. I'm not sure, Ryan, do you know if she has plans to finish the club season or anything? I assume she'll finish out the season um, just because she has the rest of the Brazilian squad with her uh, in Orlando. Three of the players on this team are from are from Brazil's team are playing on Orlando. I think they just got Rafaele. Like, they're just packing in more Brazilians. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if she decided to finish out the season um, with her, her country women. Yeah, hopefully she does. Uh, one last kind of farewell tour for an absolute legend. But yep, Brazil crash out and Jamaica somersaulting uh, with their coach advance uh, to the round of 16 on five points and that one goal for zero goals against record. Impressive from them. And in the other game where anything other than a France uh, loss would prove, you know, this game rather meaningless in the uh, the grand scheme of things and we expected France to win they did they won by three goals but they won six to three so this ended up proving the more fun of the games in the group even though in the grand scheme of things it mattered less Ryan what a game and also 
What a goal by Marta Cox uh, to open the scoring, actually, in this one and give Panama that little bit of spark they needed to end up grabbing three goals out of this World Cup. Yeah, that's up there with the uh, the goals of the tournament. Um, and that's quite a distance out, not at a favorable angle, and just pinned it in the corner. Uh, may have taken the slightest of deflections off the wall. You know, I'm still not quite sure if it did or if it was just the ball movement made it move that way. I mean, you stick that in the corner, and I think she had the appropriate response. You you put that in the corner, then just you you can't control the tears. I mean, that's one of those moments that you no, know, the I don't think Panama expected to um, get out of this group or make much noise in the tournament, given who they were uh, placed with. But when you can get moments like that, who cares if you go through? Yeah, uh, especially after a three goal game from Panama, I. To, to come into this game knowing that you're eliminated and score three, I think, says a ton about mental strength and character from these players. And then on the flip side, someone like Diani just comes in and scores a hat trick. Shout out to her. She's just, I mean, what a player. Yeah, she's, she's a killer. Um, just the, the finishes were, uh, well, two were penalties, but they were tucked in the corner. Uh, her opening goal, though, was a tough angle. I mean, keepers on the ground, uh, trying to bat it away. Uh, defender behind the keeper getting in the way and just you know, from three yards out, sticks it under the bar. Just a clinical finish. Yeah, she's so good. And for France, this was all they needed. Even a tie would have uh, done them a load of good. They would have gone through anyways. But the win... And uh, the three goal uh, goal difference in this game to boot makes that uh, seven points in the group stage for them. A first place advancement with a plus four goal difference. France, after struggling that first game, Ryan, advanced to the knockouts and they seem to be finding their form at the right time. I mean, I think this is what you, you, you look back and you see Jamaica, other them to a draw, Jamaica's a good team. Like they've earned their place here. Um, they beat Brazil. They're a good team. Like France took some time to warm up, but that, I think that was mostly just the um, the order of matches. You know, Jamaica, they, they're they a solid team. They didn't let them play their game. It was their first World Cup game under a new manager who's been under, in term for like six months only. So you're finding your feet against a team who's fighting for their lives. And you go in against Brazil, you're a little more warmed up, you get the job done against Brazil, and then you get to go pound on Panama. Like you, It's a good way to round, like ramp up into the tournament, into the knockout stage. Yeah, certainly. So congrats to France and Jamaica, they will advance. And then those, uh, those two teams, France and Jamaica, the one and two seed out of Group F will play the one and two seed from Group H, the only group that... Uh, still has matches to play before we finalize the knockout stage. That's South Korea and Germany, Morocco and Colombia. So let's start with South Korea and Germany, Ryan. Germany to advance against an already eliminated South Korea. I well, I think there's a goal difference crazy scenario that could send South Korea through. But for all intents and purposes, South Korea is basically eliminated. So Germany with it all to play for versus South Korea already eliminated. Never gone wrong before, Ryan. It hasn't gone wrong before, but I think Germany's going to beat that. <laughs> I think it's going to be a uh, a steamrolling. They have Oberdorf back. They've got all their uh, attacking talent back in position. 
Um, if this is anything other than a multi-goal top performance, I'll be very surprised. Were you that surprised with the loss last game, though, for Germany? Because uh, before we preview this Colombia match, it's not like Germany hasn't been vulnerable already in this tournament, albeit to a very good Colombia side it's turning out to be. I, I would be much more surprised if South Korea could do that to Germany than if Colombia did that. Well, like in large part because South Korea doesn't have a Linda Caicedo. They just don't have that kind of world-class talent who can make you look foolish. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I don't really either. But hey, I would love more chaos like we had earlier today. South Korea and Germany square off at 6 a.m. on the East Coast. And then also at that same time... It's Morocco, and it's Colombia, and this game has stakes because a Morocco win could put them into the knockouts depending on what happens with the Germany game. Morocco is a minus five goal difference. Germany is a plus five. So most likely Morocco needs win needs a win. I know for a fact that they probably will need a win, but then they will need some help from Germany as well. For Colombia, already on a plus three goal difference and six points, a draw is definitely good enough and even a loss could potentially uh see them be all right as long as they don't get crushed in this game so morocco will be trying to pile on the goals ryan colombia do you think that they're gonna attack and be free flowing or do you think they're just gonna sit back play some nice soccer escape with maybe a one goal win a tie here and be all right with that i think free flowing is the only way colombia know how to play soccer uh, at this tournament um they got a little lucky to get that result against Germany. Um, and we talked about how Germany had the XG advantage pretty handily there. Um, it's one of those things where when you take the chances, good things happen. Um, and I think Colombia is going to take that, um, that lesson of take chances, good things happen, um, and just keep their foot on the floor against Morocco. Yeah, probably. Though I will say, Ryan... Your thoughts on this Morocco team actually heading into this game with three points, getting that win last game, Girardi getting that goal in the sixth minute, a beautiful header. Do you think this Morocco team, turning out to be one of the stories of the tournament, could maybe make a little bit more magic against Colombia? Do you think that's a possibility? I mean, I'm not going to rule it out. Um, but their performance against Germany suggests that better teams will just beat them. Um, South Korea, I don't think is that strong. Um, they got the job done. Um, no, there's always a chance, but again, I just don't see anything in their past performance that lets me think um, they're more likely to beat Colombia than they are to lose. Yeah, yeah. They'll give it a shot for sure. They're not going to sit back and like lie down and just let it happen to them. They're going to give it a go. Um, it'll give more chance for Colombia to do their thing. Um, so it'll at least be worth watching in terms of um, entertainment value. Yeah, I certainly think that this is going to be the better of the two games, but we'll see how close it can actually end up being. One more chance before it gets real for Linda Caicedo to start showing off the magic before she applies it probably in a bigger game, Ryan. So that should be a lot of fun, at least. Yeah, I mean, you get, you know, every World Cup, you get one player who who breaks out and becomes, you know, the, the face. You know, James Rodriguez had his chance, uh, was that 2010, I, I think. Um, and now this yeah, is... 2014. 2014, yeah, you're right. 2014. And this is this is her time to shine. No, no, the South America traditionally hasn't put much focus on women's soccer. You know, Brazil, they've been the big name in the on the continent, but haven't gotten it done globally. Yeah, this is 
Lima's time to put Colombia on the map and let them know we're not, it's no, it's not just Brazil. We're here too. Yeah, for sure. And she's been doing it so far. I was going to mention James before you did. Yeah, she, no. she is that and probably more based off that goal she had against Germany. She is an absolute talent at just 18 years of age. So much fun to watch. And that'll be coming up at 6 a.m. on the East Coast. So four games down that we just recapped and two to go in this uh, group stage of the 2023 World Cup. Ryan, any uh, more thoughts before we head off and you know take a bit of rest before hitting again tomorrow? Yeah, we got two more games to go and then we get a day off to get some rest, actually. Oh, yeah, of course. I don't know what our plan's going to be. We might take a day off as well on the pod, but certainly uh, we'll be back tomorrow to recap those two games among uh, probably some extra storylines because this World Cup is coming thick and fast and throwing storylines at us left and right. So, Ryan, thank you so much. Great to have you back. Thank you, listeners, for listening. And until tomorrow, we'll see you.